the word message for the Lord from the Lord towards us today is when when God when God is silent. So if I could use, if I could say when heaven is silent, the truth is there are periods, there are certain periods or in our lives where everything looks so quiet. Amen. Now sometimes you're praying, it looks as if everyone is quiet. You're doing things, it looks as if no one is speaking. Amen. It just looks as if, ah, God, what's going on around me? God, what's going on here? When heaven is silent. And sometimes those periods can be a frustrating period in our life. Those periods can be a period where uh, we need direction. You know, and we just need direction. And sometimes heaven is silence in this area in our life. And we're saying, God, I need clarity. I can't just take a step. So sometimes those periods can be what frustrating as well. Amen. And those periods when heaven is silent can be discouraging. You know, sometimes you might just want to just fold in the towel that I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to sit at home. I am tired. You know, when heaven is silent. And as Christians, we go through that from time to time. The question is, what do we do in those moments? How do we manage those moments? How do we pull through those, those moments in our lives when heaven is silent? Amen. When heaven is silent. If you look at um, Jesus Christ, you know, if we turn... Uh, if, we, if we look at Job, let's quickly turn to the book of Job. Job chapter 23, from verse 8 to 14. Job 23, verse 8 to 14. The word of God says, Look, I go forward, but God is not there. I'm backward. He says, I, I, I'm moving forward, but God is not there. And he says, I move backward. I cannot perceive God. I cannot sense God. He says, when he walks on the left hand, cannot behold him. When God is doing a work on my left hand, I want to feel him. I want to touch him, but I couldn't. He says, when God turns, when he turns to the right hand, he said, I cannot see God as well. But he says, but God yet knows the way that I take. He says, when he has tested me, he says, I shall come forth as a gold. He says, my foot has held fast to his steps. I can, I have kept his way and not turned aside. I have not departed from the commandment of his lips. I have treasured the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. But he is unique. And who can make him change? And whatever his soul desires that he does. For he performs what is appointed for me. And many such things are with him. Amen. This is Job speaking. That I go forward, I cannot see him. I go back, I don't perceive him. Left and right, it's as if God is not there. But yet, Job, one thing that Job understood that when heaven is silent at that point, at that moment in Job's life, Job got to understand that even though if heaven is silent, God knows the step that what I take. Even though when God is not speaking, he knows the step that I take. He knows 
you know. And yet, Joe said something that even in all this, that what he has treasured the words of his mouth, the words of God's mouth, more than any food, more than necessary food. You know, Jesus Christ said when he was tempted by Satan, he says, you know, when Jesus, when Jesus Satan told him to turn the, 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 the stones into bread, he says that man does not live by bread alone, but by the words that comes out from a man's mouth. So when heaven is silent, how do I cope? Job, for Job, for several for a long period spell of his life, when he was going through the challenges, heaven was silent. He was asking God, what, what is going on? Heaven was quiet. Why are these challenges happening? Heaven is silent. Have I done anything wrong? Heaven is silent. You know, he's frustrated. And sometimes we too will go through that moment when heaven is silent. What do we do? But Job said what? He did not sin. The Bible makes us understand he did not sin. He did not curse God. He did not decide to turn away from God to say, well, let me just sit down and do nothing. Let me not pray anymore. Let me not worship God anymore. Let me just ignore God. Let me just do what I want to do since heaven is silent. And those periods are periods where people easily can back, can, what's the word, uh, that can uh, backslide as a Christian. Amen. It takes maturity to pull through those things and it takes the grace of God. So, heaven was silent. Look at Jesus himself. When Jesus was going through a, ter- a, ter- a, tough, a tough time in his life, in the book of Mark chapter 14, verse 35 to 36, he says, Jesus went a little further. Mark 14, 35 to 36. He said, Jesus went a little further. He fell on the ground and he prayed that if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. And he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what you will. Heaven was silent a bit there. But Jesus was saying that this thing was tough for me. Yet, Jesus wanted to what? Easily, Jesus could have what? Said, God, take this cup away. God, I'm not going to go through this. But yet, he said, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. That it doesn't matter whether you are silent. And for me, I, when I look at the life of Jesus Christ, one of the most challenging times for Jesus Christ for me was when he cried out, out you know, uh, to God, that God, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Because at that point, God had turned his back away from Christ. His presence wasn't there with him. Heaven was silent for Christ at that moment in time. Amen. If you look at another story, if you look at another Bible story here, at the pool of Bethsaida, you know, there's a guy there for 38 years. The Bible says what? This man, can you imagine that in, in those days, can you imagine at the pool, they says there's healing in this pool. That all you have to do, when the angel stirs the pool, you have to step in. Whoever steps into that pool, guess what? He's healed. I'm sure there will be a lot of people wanting to, you know, there are a lot of people there. But this man has been dead, was dead, the word was say 38 years. Heaven was silent concerning that man's miracle for 38 years. But this man still did not stop because he knew that one day I will receive my breakthrough. Even though at some point he really didn't have much faith when Jesus came to him and said, do you want to be made whole? He said, I don't have anybody that will put me in this thing in time, in the pool in time. And Jesus told him to stand up, to, to, to walk, to, to get up and then pick up his bag, you know, his things and belongings and walk. 
But the man was in that place for 38 years. For 38 years, guess what? Heaven was silent concerning his miracle. But yet, the man did not give up. How much you and I, when heaven is silent, do we decide to hang in the tower? Do we decide to go back to just like the apostle Peter's, the, the apostles did when Jesus Christ died? Amen. They said what? What did they say? Well, the, the word of life is dead. We don't know what has become of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. He's dead. He's buried. So everything is over. And guess what? They said, I go out fishing. I'm going back to my old trade. That now that Jesus has left, I go fishing where Jesus uh, picked me up from. And those are the tendency of men. That when things are not working, when heaven is silent, you have prayed. You have done everything you know humanly possible to do. And yet, no way forward. They go back to where they are coming from. And I pray that won't be our story, neither our portion, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So anybody can. So no one, let's not think that I can never, I can never. Look, we are human beings. God knows our friend. But rather, we should pray that God, when, if there's such ever a time in my life, because the truth is that the word of God says, tribulations will come. Trials. We don't know. Eh? We don't know what kind of tribulation will come. We can't, we don't know. But one thing is that we know that God is with us, just like Job said, that, you know what, that in verse 11, says, my foot has held fast to his, to his step. I have kept my, his, his ways and not turned aside. Um, particularly in verse 10, Job 23, verse 10, he says, but God knows the way that I take. He says, when he has tested me, he says what, I shall come forth as gold. When God has tested me, I shall what? Come forth as gold. That's what the scripture says. When he has tested me. So when heaven is silent, as I said, repeating myself a little bit, is the moment, is the period when man wants to go back to where he is coming from. Amen. James, in James chapter 1, verse 2 to 4, says, My brethren, he says, Count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Remember the title, When Heaven is Silent. What do I do? Amen. Another story for me that blessed me a little bit was the... Uh, was the story of the, of the woman that sought the face of Jesus to heal for healing. And Jesus was silent for a while. But yet, this woman was still persistent, believing God. What? Let's read the story. In Mark chapter 7, verse 26 to 30. Mark 7, verse 26 to 30. The word of God reads, it says, The woman was a Greek, a Syrophoenician by birth. And she kept asking him to cast the demon out of her daughter. But Jesus said to her, Let the children be filled first, for it is good to take it is, for it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. 
And she answered and said to him, Yes, Lord, yet even the little dogs under the table eat from the child from the children's crumbs. Then he said to her, For this saying, go your way, the demon has gone out of your daughter. And when she had come to her house, she found the demon gone out and her daughter lying on the bed. This was a woman that even if I look at the word that Jesus said to her, it sounded a bit of an insult. Amen. God, I'm asking you for help. And yet you are telling me that what? It is not good for what? What? It is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to little dogs. Are you saying that my own healing that I'm believing for, we are little dogs? Human beings naturally would say, well, I'm sure I don't need your help. But she stayed with God, with Jesus. I pray none of us will turn from him in Jesus' name. But the story here, so going back to the, to, the, to the title of the message, this man of the pool of Bethesda, he stayed there 38 years. He did not turn back. He did not go back like the disciples did when Jesus Christ departed, go a fishing. But one thing that we must understand is that what do I do when such a season do come? Because such a season will come quite often. Because I always say a word that as Christians, as children of God, we are going through certain stages in life and it's a cycle that keeps repeating itself. Is that that we've just come out from a, a, from a battle, a victorious battle, or for example, someone that's, if you look at student, students, you know, you, 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 go, you start from primary school. You start in primary one. You write your, 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 your school, you, you write your school set to go to secondary school. That is stage one. You, you I mean, you've passed. The next thing you're so you're celebrating, you enter secondary school, you write your examination in GSS one, you do repeat the cycle, but you're advancing, but it's a constant battle, yet constant victory. And that cycle just keeps repeating itself, keeps repeating itself. In the place of work, you get your promotion, it's not enough. You get your pay rise, it's not enough, which is good. You praise God. What is the next step? There's another level to, to surmount. You still press on again. And it keeps, that cycle just keeps going on, keeps going on. But there is progress. So as children of God, we will go through a season when heaven is silent. And it's a season that we must, we must understand so that what we can surmount that season in the name of Jesus. The key to, in those seasons when heaven is silent, because I don't want anyone on a, My encouragement to us is if the disciples, as I said earlier on, can go back a fishing when Jesus Christ had left, that means heaven was silent concerning them. I pray that when heaven is silent, we don't go back to the ways of our previous lives in the mighty name of Jesus. But as children of God, by the grace of God, we need the gift of discernment of spirit when we are going through such a season. Because that season, when we have the gift of discernment of season, we can understand whether it is sin or not sin that has kept us in such a situation. If you look at the story of the parable of the consistent widow, in Luke chapter 18, verse 1 to 8. This is the story of where a widow, Luke chapter 18, verse 1 to 8. The story of a widow that uh, needed the judge to get her justice. And she was persistent. Amen. And when the judge, the Bible says, the weakness, wicked judge, this, this judge that was so wicked, unjust, yet when he saw the persistency of the widow, what? He got up and gave her what? Judgment. Amen. He gave her whatever she wanted. But one story here, the flip side of this story is that sometimes when heaven is silent, the question is that if you are going the wrong direction 
And you just say, you know, people say, like, okay, stay with God. Just keep doing it. God is faithful. God will show up. Look at the man on the pool of Bethesda for 38 years. He stayed there. Yes. But the truth is that what if you're in the wrong place and you don't have the gift of discernment of spirits? How would you know? You can be there 100 years and the person dies in that situation. Hence, the gift of discernment of spirits is something as a Christian that we need to covet so that we know whether it is of God or what or not of God. Amen. We know that whether we are in the place of God or not. So for this woman, she was persistent. So for us, when we have the gift of the sermon of spirit, when we're going through a season, we will know whether God is with us or not, whether this is of God or not of God. Amen. Remember the man that was born blind. Born blind. The, the disciples asked Jesus, who sinned? What did Jesus say? He says, no one sinned, neither his parents sinned. It's just for the glory of God. So such a man, if he had, you know, but Jesus Christ knew. So we must know. And it's something that we pray. And when we're going through a season, it's a period where we need to test, try ourselves. Ask God, is it sin that I have sinned? Is it that your presence is not with me in such a moment? But again, this, the third point here is that what do I do in such a season? One thing as well, once you know that you have the gift of discernment of spirit, you know it is not sin, one thing that we should do is that we should stick to what we already know. What was the last thing, the last thing that the Lord told me? Have I done it? Why should, why should God tell you something different when you have not done the very first thing that he has asked you to do? That's the truth. And something I'm training my children in as well. When I ask them to do something and they want to speak to me concerning something else, I'll ask them, have you done what I have asked you to do? If they haven't done it, I say then, so why do you expect me to listen to you? Carry out the action first, then come back and we will talk. As I train them, take the first action. If you quickly turn our Bible to Daniel chapter 3, verse 16 to 18. Daniel 3, 16 to 18. It says, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. He says, and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which, which you have set up. That was the, uh, the, 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 the three uh, the children of Israel there speaking. Because they, they were sticking with what they already know irrespective of what the season is, irrespective of the challenges ahead of them. The fourth thing I would like us to understand is that God may be allowing us to go through those trials, those periods. The Bible right, um, says in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, 1 Corinthians 10, 13 says, No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful. We will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able but with the temptation, we also deliver, we also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Amen. So sometimes God is testing us. I, you know, I always tell people something. I said in heaven, there will be no mistakes. That's the truth. Anyone that, is, anybody that makes it to heaven did not make it to heaven by mistake. You know, sometimes in places in this world, sometimes some, you, some, some, uh, some people are employed in the place of work. And you said it's a mistake. Amen. The boss thinks they got it wrong also. But in heaven, there will be no mistake. That's why God 
will let us go through. In the midweek, we talked about uh, when God talked about we will, we, will, we will go through the furnace will, that every man's work will be tested by fire. And the word of God did not say just that the man's work will be tested by fire. And if the word and if the work remains, if the work is not very good, it will be burnt. It will be destroyed. But the Bible now says as well now, it's not only that your works will be tested by fire. Say he himself. That means the man that has done the work, he too will go through that same fire. Are you what I'm trying to say? So it's not just the works that you have done will be tested, but you yourself will be tested because that fire purifies. That fire strives. So there will be no mistakes in heaven. So God allows this thing to happen. So we ourselves, I look at it as when those temptation and those trials comes, I look at it as self-appraisal. It's, a, it's an opportunity for us to know where we are in our Christian work with God. That's the truth. It's an opportunity to know. If I have messed up and turned back, for Peter, he said, I will never deny you Jesus. Jesus told him. But besides all that, Jesus, Peter meant it. That he wasn't going to deny Jesus. But when the time, when the heat was turned, he did deny Jesus. At least it was an opportunity to know where he was. That am I truly loyal? Am I, tr- am I really ready to die for Christ? Because that's the truth. It's easy to say all these things. So when those trials that we're going through, when we come out of it, whether on the left or on the right side, it's an opportunity for us to know where we are with our work with him so that we can take the next step and press on by the grace of God. And when heaven is silent as well, the fifth point here is that sometimes that is when some people can become double-minded to say, is it God? Is it not God? Uh, Should I carry on? Should I not carry on? You are not sure anymore. Uncertainty. And the Bible says such a man should not expect to receive anything from God. Amen. He says, such a man should not. It's not the time to be double-minded. And the sixth thing sometimes that I see quite often is that we compare ourselves. We say, but, ah. you know, once in a while, let me use my wife as an example this time. Once in a while, she would just say, ah, but, why, but if you just go to, you just look at some Christians, these things are just going on so smooth, they don't, I mean, what's going on, what's going on? Why is it that it's easy for some people and it's harder for some people? Is it not the same God? Amen. Is it not the same God? And sometimes that's how life is. But one thing I always say is that we're not on the same lane, we're not running the same race. Everybody has his or our race to run. However, in speaking all that, one thing I always encourage people that the best thing is that we never compare. We always mind our own business. Let's look at what Jesus spoke to Peter here. We quickly turn our Bibles to John chapter 21, verse 20 to 22. John 21, verse 20 to 22. It says, Then Peter, turning around, saw the disciples whom Jesus loved, following, who also had leaned on his breast at the supper, and said, this was talking about John, Lord, who is the one who will betray you, who betrays you? Peter seeing him and said to Jesus, but Lord, what about this man? Jesus said to him, if I will that he remain till I come, what is that to you? You follow me. Amen. Because Jesus Christ has spoken to Peter that, you know, Peter is going to go to certain trials for him. But yet, Peter was looking at John to say, ah, what of you? You didn't talk about John. What is the story about John? 
And Jesus is saying, you man, forget the story about John. You just follow me. Just do what I've asked you to do. So it's simply just mind your business and focus on the work. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Amen. So I encourage us that in those moments, that period, those periods will, it's not a curse, it's not a negative pronunciation, when heaven will be silent concerning our lives, what would we do? For Hannah, who was believing God for the fruit of the womb, when heaven was silent, she carried on going to Shiloh consistently. She didn't stop until she got a breakthrough. Would you carry on? The man at the pool of the Sedai for 38 years, he didn't stop. He didn't waver. And when I look at the story, it's so sad, but yet I'm like, God, that is a tough one. Can you imagine someone in the same place for 38 years? That people are believing God. They are, we've heard the story of people who are believing God for the foot of a woman. The person comes to the redeemed Christian church in the camp and said, Ah, at age 55 or 60, I'm like, in my heart, I'm like, ah, but God, you know, we understand all these things. But for me, I look at this that for God to have kept them through that period. And one of the, should I, I don't know if you call it the saddest story or whatever. That I won't call it a sad story, but it's a story that for me, I look at it as it takes a matured Christian to remain with God. Of a woman who lost her two sons. In short, she lost the first son, fine, many years ago. I mean, she has other children. And she lost the, the, the second son several years after. But even in that, it's easy for someone to have turned their back against God. And yet, she became more, how would I put it, committed to the things of God. In short, our zeal increased so much that you wonder that, my goodness. You know, when I look at people of faith like that, I'm like, God, what could anybody be going through that might make someone want to turn their back because heaven is silent? Because when heaven is silent, it's a period of true trials for us. And I pray that none of us will, will fall short in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. None of us will give up in the mighty name of Jesus. So let's just bow our head and just take ourselves to God and just thank God for our lives in the name of Jesus. Thank God for his faithfulness. Thank God for his blessings upon us. Thank God for keeping us through the year so far. Thank God that for those silent moments in our lives, but somehow for keeping us through those moments, uh, being with us, leading us, uh, because we understand that he will never leave us nor forsake us. Let's just pray that